Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. This is a lot of people would say. They'd be like, you know what? You know, the previous church that was in here told the church that we were merging. It's not true. So if you're a part of that and you're still here, know that that's not the case. We weren't merging. A lot, of, a lot of pastors, when they come in there, and you know on the first Sunday here, there's a lot of people from the old church. And you'd be allured by the crowd. Understand, that has nothing to do with me. There's only one thing. And it, here's, the, here's the interesting part about it. A lot of people will be like, that's, that's, your, that's, your, that's your niche. It's not my niche. It's actually running from boredom. It's actually carnal. I, can't, I, I would be absolutely bored out of my mind not preaching the word of God. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I would be bored out of my mind preaching anything else but that. I couldn't do it. Not to mention, not to mention the conviction of the Holy Spirit. As you've heard me say a million times, I don't go online looking for messages. I pray directly to the Holy Ghost and I say, Lord, what is it that you would have me preach this week? And then the words just spill out onto a page. Sometimes they just spill out while I'm preaching, whatever it may be, but Holy Spirit, it's your message and it's your time. See, the problem is, is that those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, and the problem is, on the, in the world, in the church international, really in the world too, is that nobody's following the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never lie. He will never lead you down a primrose path. And here's the interesting thing. He's not gonna tell you to listen to people in your life who are not godly. There's lots of Christians that are actually run by people in their lives that aren't even led by the Holy Ghost. And they do what that person says. They'll do, they'll do things like, you know what, they decide what church to attend based on their husband, based on their parents, based on their heritage. What does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? I had somebody approached me last week and they said, well, it appeared to bother you that people left. It doesn't bother me. Listen, I'm used to it. I get dog cussed every week of my life. Every week of my life I get dog cussed. People hate me. It is what it is. It doesn't bother me for me that people walk out the back. I'm used to it. I've been seeing it for the last two years of 15 days to flatten the curve. Two years of 15 days to flatten the curve. I've been seeing it since then. It doesn't bother me for me. It bothers me for them. It bothers me that people walk out into COVID tyranny knowing that it is for, for freedom that Christ has set us free. And you walk out into COVID tyranny because, and here's the thing, listen, here's the thing. They walk out into COVID tyranny because they don't want to be broken and contrite before the Lord and say those vaunted three words. I was wrong. 
So they walk, it bothers me for them. It bothers me that they're gonna walk out and get vaccinated. It's gonna, it bothers me that they walk out already vaccinated. People are dropping dead all over the planet. It doesn't bother me for me, I'm not vaccinated. And I'm not just picking on the previous church here because this, the previous church represents the church international. It bothers me, for them, not for me. That people will, people will walk out willingly choosing to be blind. All over the planet right now, do you realize the, stat- the statistics are coming out? I keep getting more and more of them. We have never seen a Holocaust like we are about to see. And it's not the Ukraine. The Ukraine is a cover-up. Oh, that's politics, Tom. Don't preach that from the pulpit. It's got nothing to do with politics. It has to do with Matthew chapter 24. Before you judge anything to be politics, read the Bible first. Be still and know that he's God first. Study to show yourself approved first and then decide whether or not it's politics. People are dropping dead all over the planet. What's, is, is it Justin Bieber, is that his first name, Justin? His wife, this beautiful young woman in her early 20s, went to the hospital yesterday with what? Blood clots? It's happening all over the planet, and it's all over the CDC website. They can't hide it, but they're hiding it. All they depend on is people being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Just don't look, oh, it's politics. Really? Human life is politics to you. No wonder the modern evangelical church never talks about abortion anymore. That's politics to you? The latest statistics coming out of the CDC, I put them on the podcast last night, was this is is in the 18 to 44 category and only calculating the second half of 2021. In the second half of 2021, there was an additional 61,000 deaths in that age bracket in comparison to 2020. 61,000, that's more than the Vietnam War. So we had an entire Vietnam War between June and December of 2021. Absolute fact. Why? How could that be? What, what keeps happening? Because we see those exact same statistics in the Department of Defense. We saw, we did, I put it out the other day, it's the same exact statistics. It's even worse between 30 and 49-year-olds. That's an additional 197,000 deaths in 2021. Who's telling anybody about it? Let me just walk out the back door of a church and pretend that that's not happening. I'm concerned for you. I'm not vaccinated. I don't have capillary blood clotting. I don't have ADE. I believe the word of God and whatever I bind is bound and whatever I loose is loose. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. That's what I'm concerned about. Many of the people, it would seem to really bother you, the people walking, yeah, for them. You know what I did? Same thing I do every Sunday. 
Went home, chicken wings, pizza, and drifted in and out of sleep for the rest of the day. Didn't, oh, my heart was so disturbed. My heart wasn't disturbed at all. Tom, you're just a cold fish. I'm not cold, I just know people. 25 years of law enforcement, 17 years of pastoring a church, I know people. People are an enigma, they come and they go. What you don't do is start to preach to keep a crowd. We will not do that here, ever in life. Well, I'm just disappointed there's not as many people as there were the first Sunday. I knew that was gonna happen. You think that they're gonna come in with me and stay? Listen, I'm speaking in tongues walking down the aisles. The Baptists are gonna stay? They don't want the Bible. If you love the Bible, you'll love this church. If you don't, you won't. Because that's all you're gonna hear here is Bible, Bible, and then after that, more Bible. You see, the Bible bothers Christians as much as the Constitution bothers Americans. And it's the truth. We don't need to, who, whoever said not to preach politics from the pulpit? Who's, oh, is that, where's that at? Yeah, where's that exactly? And it's not politics anyway. You don't hear me talk a whole lot about tax policy up here. You don't even hear me talk about gas prices up here. You hear me talking about human life up here. If God so loved the world, that's the unsaved world that he gave his only begotten son, ought we to try to save the lives of people in the world? Amen. That's, this is why you're seeing what you're seeing right now. Matthew 24, let me read this to you. Starting in verse six. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And all these are the beginnings of sorrow. This is where we are at right now. There's nothing to be concerned about. The word of God tells you to not be troubled. So don't be troubled. But sit back and actually analyze and be still and know that he's God. How should I think about this Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, how should I think about these things? Don't let, we were just singing, singing the song, let, let go of my soul and trust in him. Don't, don't sit there and analyze things by your feelings. Simply go to the Holy Spirit and ask him. Ask him point blank. How should I think of these things? Where should I land? What should my opinions be? Don't go with what the world is saying. They're all liars. The Republicans are liars. The Democrats are liars. They all are basically a mutual synergistic power grab. Back and forth, well you know what, today you act conservative, and then tomorrow I'll act liberal and we'll fight with each other, and then all the Republicans will think that we're fighting for them, and everybody on the left will think we're fighting for them, and we're all like yay, and we're $30 trillion in debt. Oh, just elect the Republicans, what has that done? 
This is done a day. And then you know, Tom, I thought you were on the right side of politics. There is nobody more on the right side of politics than me. But I'm smart enough to know that they're, most of the Republicans are sheeps in wolves' clothing that don't do one thing they promise they're gonna do. Not one thing. How is abortion still legal? When, when, when we've had a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Republican Supreme Court, how is abortion still legal? How is it still legal to deliver a child breech with its little legs kicking outside of its mother, jam a pair of scissors into the back of its skull, insert a vacuum and suck its brains out, and sell its eyeballs on the open market? How is that still legal? The Republicans were in power. The Democrats were in power, still legal. Because nobody operates by conviction. Because they're not people of conviction. They're not people of, of, of principle. They're people of political expediency. That's all that they are. All right, let me preach this message. Matthew 25, one through 11. The parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Now let's look at the foolish first. Those who are foolish, let me give you a little bit of a preview. The oil in this parable is the word of God. Those who were foolish took the word of God. I mean, took, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no word of God with them. They were Christians, they were church people, but were waltzing around without the light of life. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. A Christian without the word is a Christian without Jesus. A Christian stumbling around in the darkness. That's why you see today, nobody preaching today. Nobody outside of Jonathan Shuttlesworth, outside of Rodney Howard Brown, Archer Pulaski, Greg Locke, a few other people, only a few people today preaching about that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. In the midst of all of these politicians pulling down their mandates, because they're scared they're gonna lose elections. Elections coming up in France, elections coming up in Canada, elections coming up in the US, and they pull down their mandates. All of them have kept their emergency powers. And nobody's preaching about this? Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR coded mark of the beast and nobody preaches it? Because they're walking around without the lamp of the word of God. They're walking around, the light that is in them is their own darkness. Their own version of love. I know so many Christians. Their word of God is their own version of love. They, they have to strain out the word of God. They're just like Facebook. They have to ban the word of God. They have to censor the word of God. The word of God to them is misinformation or disinformation. You know, we just need to love these people. Where is that in the Bible? What are you supposed to do? See, nobody knows. What are you supposed to do? Preach the word. Instantly, in season, out of season, reproving, which is correction. Rebuking, which is stern correction. 
Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, now lift up with all long-suffering and doctrine. If you're never long-suffering, you're not preaching the gospel. Everybody loves me. That wasn't the point. Everybody didn't love Jesus, so why does everybody love you? Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so do their fathers to the false prophets. What you're supposed to be doing, what I'm supposed to be doing, is preaching the word. If you run into people who are sinning and the Lord opens the door, you need to tell them they're sinning. Well, I don't wanna do that because it's not very loving. That's your version of love. You, you, the light that is in you is darkness. If your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Matthew 6, 23. In other words, if your version of things is your version of things, then the light that is in you is darkness. I'm just too loving to say those things. It's not love if you're avoiding the word of God. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. It rejoices in the truth. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, you know, we want everybody to feel comfortable in our church. Why? Why? What's your motive? What are you, Catholic? <laughs> Presbyterian? Can't say that. I'll say anything I want. Why well, change? Why would I ever change? Because we're in a new building? I'm not changing. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil, no word of God with them. Psalms chapter 5, verse 5. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. God is not a fan of foolishness. Well, it's all life lessons. No, it's not. Does everybody know in here that willful disregard of God's word is not life lessons? Well, you know, I've learned a lot of lessons dating all the men that I've dated. Did you ask the Holy Ghost about any of them or the person you married? Did you ask the Holy Ghost, or did you have to have what you wanted? I've learned a lot of lessons in life. That's not, that's not the gospel. Show that to me. The School of Hard Knocks, where's that at? Book of Billy, <laughs> chapter seven? School of Hard Knocks? That's not God's way. People are like, well, no, you know, we learn things through difficult times. Who told you that? The only difficult times you need to go through is persecution. Do you realize that? There's no other difficult times for you to go through. You know, oh man, here comes the flu season. That's not a difficult time for you. That's a difficult time for them. Oh, we're going through a financial upheaval right now. For you? You're, you are part of the kingdom economy, not the Biden economy. You need, to, you need to know if you're, well, here's the, it's not even a guarantee unless you believe right. It'll all go according, according to what you believe. This, this is a covenant of faith. If you want the Biden economy or even the Trump economy, you can have it. Then as the winds blow, you will go. On the other hand, for me, I go, you know what? I'm trusting God. No matter what happens, I'll be made rich. Oh, how could you say that? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. All the Christians want to feed the poor while they're poor. How does that make, how many Christians think that being, being poor is an attribute? How is it an attribute when you can help no one? You're supposed to be a conduit of God's wealth. If you're so concerned about it, say, you know what, no matter what, I'm never going to allow myself to have more than this amount of money, and I'm gonna give it all, all the rest of it away, and I challenge you, Lord. I'm gonna only hold on to, let's say, $250,000 for the rest of my life, and Lord, you give me all the rest you want, and as he pours millions on you, you stick with it. If that's what you wanna do, I ain't doing that. I'm gonna enjoy my life. I give as God tells me to give. And give sometimes it hurts. That's the way to give. Live on the edge. The foolish shall not stand in his sight. He hates all workers of Tom, how could you say, I remember people have come up and reproved me. How could you say that Jesus whipped people? Because he did. What are we supposed to do? Blot, am I supposed to do an Anthony Fauci FOIA retraction of John chapter two, verse 15? When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple? Am I supposed to retract that from the Bible because it violates your sensibilities? That's the problem in the modern church. That's why they're so blind. It only took a 99.9% survival virus to shut the church down. I thought at least it'd be a plague of scorpions or something. Maybe a plague of lions. Something that would cause the church to shut down. Proverbs chapter 18, verse two. Now this one right here, many people Remember, the, remember where we're at, Matthew 25, three. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil, took no word of God with them. Proverbs 18, two. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in erring his own opinions. Oh my, if you've ever thought that you wanted, wanted to pastor a church, you need to memorize that verse. Do you know how many people approach me all the time? This is them. They find no pleasure in understanding, but they delight in airing their own opinions. And I will say to them things like this. Ex explain to me why it is on your very first Sunday at a church, you walk up to the senior pastor of the church and say things like, hey, could you receive a little correction? <laughs> oh, you're just prideful and arrogant. No, no, again, before you say things like that, study it out. Our God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. God is not going to ordain you on your first ever day at a church to walk up to a pastor of a church of 100, 500, 700, or thousands it's, can I bring you a little correction this morning? What fruit is it that says that you are qualified to do that? I've, I, listen, I, this church runs about six, 700 people. I don't go up to pastors either, ever. Excuse me, Pastor Rodney. I'll, I'll switch to Jonathan this morning. Pastor Jonathan, 
Tom Lipley here. Now, I know, Tom Lipley. I know that you have an international ministry. You have millions and millions of dollars flowing in, and you've reached hundreds of thousands and saved hundreds of thousands of people. I've pastored a church down in Inglewood, and we've averaged about 150 people for the last 15 years. And I was just wondering if this morning you would receive just a little correction. <laughs> Why? Why, why would you come up and give your two cents worth? You're, you're trying to keep people from doing this to you, Tom. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Don't bother. It's for your sake, because I'm not receiving it. You're like, there's nobody in your life you'll receive? Yeah, the people who God has called into my life that bring correction, I will receive from them. Joe Blow off the street, who has his own apostolic ministry that nobody attends? No, you're not, I'm not receiving from you. You've started one church after another. You've had a countless Bible studies in your home. And then you're gonna go to pastors of churches and offer your correction. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding but delights in airing his own opinions, how about you just shut up and receive? Well, you didn't say exactly what needed to be said in that moment. Well, isn't it strange that, the, that God, the Holy Spirit, has called that imperfect vessel to say what you say doesn't need to be said or miss something, but yet he hasn't called you? Isn't that odd to anybody? That's why when I'm in the presence of my pastors, I say nothing. Nothing. Does that mean I agree with it? No. If there's, if there's, if there's this absolute apostasy, I'll say something. Well, you know, you could have added this, or you could have added, who cares? A fool finds no pleasure in understanding. If you're so worried about what needs to be said, develop a ministry. Amen. Don't let this be you. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. Be somebody who has pleasure in understanding. Back to Matthew 25, verse four now. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Proverbs 1, 5, and 6 correlates with that. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Is this what you are doing in your life? A wise man will hear, will hear, not talk and increase learning. So every Christian in America believes they know everything and they all closed. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Not become wise counsel. Attain wise counsel. Amen. You should see the looks on the faces right now. The, the smiles have turned to solemnness. Back to Matthew 25, verse five. But while the bridegroom delayed, they all slumbered and slept. All of them, though, both those who had the oil and those who didn't. 
They slumbered and slept. Not, it's not so bad, because you're not supposed to be troubled, correct? It all depends on how you are slumbering and sleeping. Let's look, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse eight. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Let me break that down for you. Do you know what that means? With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. There you go. Did you, when's Jesus gonna come back? Nobody knows. I've received correction in that area too. Well, I'm more of a Revelation chapter two man. I don't care. I'm more of a pre-trib. You're more of a mid-trib. Who cares? Nobody knows about the day or hour. The pre-tribbers could be wrong. The mid-tribbers could be wrong. The 75% trippers could be wrong. It's obedient to the word to say, I don't know. If Jesus says no one knows about the day or hour, that's Jesus talking, and you are allegedly a Christian, and Jesus says no one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, nor Jesus himself, but only the Father, but the pastor knows, the prophetic ministry on God TV knows. The purple hair lady on CTN knows? They don't know. You need to have the right attitude. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Most people think the book of Acts happened in a year. It happened over 30 years. It's way different than people think that it is. When's the Lord coming back? Nobody knows. This thing could pendulum swing back and forth and back and forth for 100 years. I'm gonna go get my hurricane, you know, I'm gonna go get my uh, underground bunker ready. You're a fool. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a 1,000 years and a 1,000 years are like a day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some count slackness, He's not slack, he's not a human being. He's not waiting, he's not, he's not sitting there going, you know what, I'm not sure. He's not slack concerning his promises, some count slackness, but his long suffering toward us. He could be holding back. He is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He doesn't want to come back and have more and more people go to hell. After Jesus in Revelation chapter 14, this is where I stand, sweeps the earth with his sickle, there still will be people left over. Very few of those will get saved. He doesn't want that. He's not slack concerning his promise, he's loving towards humanity. He wants them to be saved. Back to Matthew, chapter 25, now we're on verse six. And at, the mid, and at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. How do we do that? We can't go without the oil. You have to have the word holstered and ready. This is what a Christian should be looking at right now. Revelation 14, nine through 11. And Adam, this is not that yet, I'm gonna read the verse over again, Matthew 25, six. And at midnight, a cry was heard, behold, which behold means what? We don't use that word in America. I don't go up to people and go, hey, Jim, behold. 
I go up and say, dude, or listen. Behold, look, look, pay attention. Let me give you this, let me give you this precursor. Revelation 13, 18. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and that number is 666, right? So you, wisdom is calculating and knowing what is going on in your world. If you can't in all of Australia, Canada, Israel, Germany, France, New York City, Los Angeles, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR code on your phone that ought to send your antenna up in an extreme erect position. You ever watch a Malamaw's ears? That ought to, that, that, but that's wisdom. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding be in the know. Don't, you shouldn't be preaching a message this morning devoid of what is going on in the world when the book of Revelation is unfolding right before your very eyes. Why are you doing a marriage seminar this morning, Pastor? This is the opportunity of a lifetime to stand and evangelize. Look at what's happened with this church. It was the opportunity of a lifetime back in March of 2020 when everybody else closed. But you know, it's, 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 it's Romans 4.17. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. You go exactly the opposite direction of everybody else and you prosper. Everybody else was, you know what? We're mitigating. Got our alcohol gel stations out. And got your clovic clumps. You bring your lawn chairs. That was, and, and we're breaking in millions of dollars of PPP money. Got a, all the pastors were talking. We're doing Zoom now. We're making more money than we've ever made before. And we have all these people watching. Yeah, they closed after that. Because you can't defy the word of God. The light that it was in them was darkness. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. They don't even know the day's approaching, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. They don't even know, so they, they don't even know the day's approaching, so they stop assembling in direct contradiction to the verse. And let us consider one another to provoke unto, you see, people are worried about that. Boy, Tom, you're awfully provoking. Yeah, it's the Bible. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Then say ease them in. Then say marinate them. Then say love them in. You just gotta love them. No. People were talking to me last week. You know, Tom, you ought to set up a team out there. And as people leave, you know, we try to catch them. Okay, where's that in the Bible? Because I, I just happened to read the Bible, and in John chapter 6, verse 53 through 67, many of his disciples went back with, and walked with him no more. Not people, disciples. Many of these are the people chasing him from town to town, barefoot or in sandals. And many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Why? Because it was a hard saying. I don't remember Jesus saying, well, you know, I put myself together a team. 
And I caught the people who left and tried to talk them into staying. You know what I do? Oh, it just happens to fall into the Bible again. If a household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake the dust off your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for those people, for those people who rejected the word of God. That's just Jesus talking now. Never let that get in the way. Never let Matthew 10, 13 through 15 get in the way of your theology. We're gonna have a team. Take your team, turn it sideways. The whole team, sideways. I'm not going that route. Tom, you, you, are you willing to like even close your, the church closed and everybody, yeah, I'm gonna preach the word. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. Tom, you ever getting back to Matthew 25, six? Yeah, here we go. I get lost in many, many tributaries. But if you notice, they're all Bible verses. You notice something? And at midnight, a cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet them. How do you go out to meet him? By studying to show yourself approved. Knowing what is happening. Here's an example, Revelation 14, nine through 11. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand. See, if you're gonna know that Jesus is coming back, then why are you preaching about honor this morning? Why is this not on your lips? Opportunity of a freaking lifetime. The book of Revelation is unfolding before. See, when, see, when I see the book of Revelation unfolding before my, my eyes, I don't hear ominous music. I see the coming of the Lord. This is an opportunity it is an opportunity to snatch others from the fire and save them, Jude 23. Snatch them. Use this time. Don't cower in fear of it. Don't pretend it's not happening. All these pastors now, with their formerly, listen, if you talk to people that travel, Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, they travel. All these churches had thousands of people. Two, 3,000 people in a service have two, 300 now. And there's this smelly, stinking elephant in the room, covered, lathered with feces. I just picture when we were painting these walls, when I say we, I didn't paint one thing. However, when we painted these walls, a skilled painter just lathering up that elephant with pure poop. And he's walking throughout the room and everybody's pretending two things. They don't see him and they don't smell him. But they all know the truth. We never should have closed. They know the word of God. They know it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's group A. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. Rejection is part B. Which one? does anybody in here fall into? 
I fall into the first part. See, I'm humble. I fail for lack of knowledge. I didn't know any, any better. But I certainly don't reject it. When the word of God says, you know what? You ought to speak in tongues, and even more you ought to prophesy. I'm going, where's my prof- prophetic ministry? 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and 5. He who, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesy. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Where, why is that not in your life? Well, you know, I was raised Baptist. So you're choosing your soul over the Holy Spirit. Your feelings over the Holy Ghost. Not me. I'm not, I may be destroyed because I don't know but I'm not gonna be destroyed because I reject. I'd rather be ignorant than stupid. Amen. You won't hear that often from any pulpits, will you? Everybody good? Half hour to go. How many of you were raised in Pentecost? Shout amen. See, I heard hope talk, so I can use hope as an example. That's my wife right here. Two hour mark was what? If you went to such and such assembly back in the day, two hour mark was about an hour to go. That was about when the, when, about when the pastor started preaching because before that, you had an hour long worship service and then you have the choir that sang just before the offering and then during the offering you had the choir again along with oftentimes an offering message Yeah, as I hope she said, and don't forget about that he had a special singer. Somebody coming up to sing Via Dolorosa. So we're good for two hours, right? We better be, because we'll probably go to 215. Amen? That's where we're going to go. <laughs> Notice that there's not as much fervoring applause there. So like some of you are like, man, it's 1130, I'm starving. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. People ought to be living in this. If you want oil in your lamp, you need to know these things. Otherwise, you have no idea what's going on which is poured out full strength. He himself shall also drink, those who take the mark, of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out for full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. That's not the Jesus I know. The Jesus I know. When, the Jesus you know is an idol. He's way too loving. You mean you're telling me that all of these people who drink of the wrath of God and will burn in a sulfur-ridden hell will do so in the presence of the Lamb? I didn't say it. The Word of God says it. Most Christians would not be saved if they knew the real Jesus. If they are saved at all. If you're not saved by the Word of God, i.e. the correct Jesus, then what is your salvation? Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, 1 Peter 1, 23. What, what, what Jesus were you saved under? 
The accommodating Jesus doesn't exist, so what were you saved under? The tolerant Jesus doesn't exist, so what were you saved under? This is the real Jesus. Well, yeah, but I don't really want to know that. Why would you not want, not want to know that? You're probably going by the AMA rules, so you're going to be dead sometime in your 80s. Oh, don't you want to know? It's coming. Just as man is destined to die once, and after that to face judgment. What do you think it would? What, what judgment exactly are you going to face? Skip versus judgment? Pastor Skip? Pastor COVID R. Caver? The allure of false teachers? 2 Peter 2.18, for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. Did you hear that verse? 2 Peter 2.18. It's called Deceptions of False Teachers. That's the title of it. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure people who are saved to get them unsaved. Oh, Tom, I was taught you can never lose your salvation. You don't read the Bible. Give me your Bible verses, come on. I'll do the one thing I never do. Meet me at the door with your Bible verses. You will lose bad. When you, have, when you have entire swaths of scripture entitled warning against falling away and you believe in eternal security, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and you believe in eternal security. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith and you believe in eternal security. No wonder you got vexed. No wonder. Tom, you're mean to the vex. No, I want to save your life. I believe that we are facing an apocalypse. Right now. It's happening all over the globe. It's sad. It breaks my heart. People think I'm hard-hearted. I'm the opposite. Talk to my friends. I'm the opposite. I may appear that way up here, but I do this to make a point. I consider myself to be like when you shock somebody back to life. The paddles. Clump or Narcan. I was there one time when they shot Narcan up somebody's nose. Brings them back to life. I was on a police call, a guy was dead in the tub. I mean, he's, I walked in there, I'm like, he's dead. He was... He was alive, but I mean, he was, no way, he's living through the night. Paramedics came in, got the green shirts out of the way, that was me. Went in there, right in the tub, Narcan, back to life. He's just high on methamphetamine, back to life. Sometimes that's what it takes. Too many Christians have been allured through lewdness. They're allured. Those who have actually escaped from those who live in error are allured by pastors back into damnation. Why? Same reason why people are in Ukraine right now, for the love of money. 
love of money, Tom, that's awfully simplistic. That's the Bible. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they've erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. First Timothy 6, 10 through 12. He himself shall also drink of the wine. We're in Revelation 14, 10. Drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. God has indignation. Yes, he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And you're afraid of offending your kids? Well, you know, we want to love our kids. You know, my kids aren't saved right now. I want to love them. No, you know what you do is preach the word and live the word. Why do you ever miss church? You want your kids saved? Why do you miss church? And why do you go to Pastor COVID Arcaver instead of to me? Bring them to the paddles. If they're dead, bring them to the Narcan. Now. Don't bring them back to the drugs. That you've already tried the drugs. You've already sedated your kids. Bring them to the Narcan. Even if it's once a year, bring them to me. They're better off than 52 weeks with Pastor COVID Arcaver. Bring them to me where they're gonna get the word of God. Bring them to this church where they're gonna get the word of God. You've already tried the soft pedal mumbo jumbo bull crap. Stop it and preach the word. If you're not gonna do it, bring them to me. I want people saved, not people loved. In your humanistic love. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. This is the Bible. And they have no rest day or night. This is why I don't want people walking out the back door. I'm going to chicken afterwards. Doesn't affect me. I've already got my plans. I've already started to think. I'm going to manipulate my children to getting me a milkshake today. Somehow. That's what's great. A lot of you are like, I don't ever want my kids to grow up. It's great when they grow up and they're driving. It's fantastic. All of them, they all get messages from me. All right, all right. What, what, what are you doing right now? Are you getting food? If you're getting food, I'm in. Every day. This is, this, this is why I care about people. It's got nothing to do with me. I don't want people. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. Some of, you are, some of you will allow this to happen to your child because you're afraid to tell them the truth. Some of you are allowing this to happen to your coworkers because you're afraid of telling them the truth. It is the same spirit that causes people to put masks on their face. It's the same spirit that has parents applauding as a transgender athlete steals their child's destiny. Their, their female daughter has trained for year after year after year, sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, and a male comes in fully penised, 
That's my term. I made that up. <laughs> penis with an ED on the end of it. Penis. Steals all that your daughter has worked for, and because you want to espouse virtue, you let it happen? It's the exact same thing for those who are afraid to preach the gospel because of the consequences to their own personal life. People won't like me. Welcome to the freaking club. Who cares? Who cares? Even if they do like you, what does it matter? What do you get out of it? More Christmas cards? You know, I, I almost like not having people like me because that, and then I have less obligations. <laughs> I have less friends to be concerned about. Well, did I send them a Christmas card? Well, now that it ever fall on me, it'd fall on hope, but I don't know what the heck's going on. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. It's not politics. This is vaccines. This is opening up the door to a social credit system that will be implanted on your forehead or on your right hand. And everything that you do will be QR coded, scored. It's already fully in place with over 1.2 billion people in China, fully in place. If you don't know that, you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's fully in place. It's very documentable. The, the videos are out that actually escape out of China. If you buy an expensive watch, you lose points. You pick up trash, you gain points. You wanna live like that? Well, why'd you put a mask on your face? Don't tell me, oh, I hate Joe Biden. I can't stand where we're at. Well, why'd you put a mask on your face? You knew it was 99.9% survivable. But just like the transgender fully penis swimmer, you're standing around acting like it's normal to mask up for something that's less virulent than the flu for most people. Facts, that's the truth. Zero to 50, less virulent than the flu. Always has been, always will be. Not just the transformation of Omicron, it's always been that way. You knew it, you knew it. But because everybody else was acting like it's the bubonic plague, you jumped on board and, be, and acted like it was the bubonic plague too. Because you were worried about what the lunatics would think. Never appease lunatics with lunacy. Never appease them, period. Stand in the midst of them in the truth of the word of God and shine. That's what you do. That's what you do. I tuned in for a couple minutes to Rodney Howard. He starts at 9.30 to his, mess, to his service this morning. Packed. Packed. Thousands of people there. You know why? Because he refused to cave. His ministry erupted. It was big before. It, that ministry, prior to two years of 15 days to flatten the curve, his ministry paled in comparison to what it is now. And pales. It was big then, simply with an act of obedience of, 
I will stand on the word of God. I'm not worried about a virus. Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loose. That's it. I stand on the word of God. And let me tell you this. Not that it's possible. It's not possible at all because what I've prayed is in place and what I've prayed is the word of God. But I would rather die anyway. I would rather die of COVID than take their vaccine and die of capillary blood clotting. I'd rather die standing in the word of God than getting on my knees before the antichrist in the world system. You have to have that sort of stand. It has to matter that much to you. People, if you, you, need to read the, you need to read the book of Revelation, especially focusing on two and three for a couple weeks. People will be thrown, there's only, out of the book of Revelation, you have the seven churches, right? Yes. Five of the seven were not good. See if I can name them. Ephesus, Pergamos, Sardis, Laodicea, and Thyatira. There they are, the five bad. Smyrna and Philadelphia, the two good, right? Yes. yes. Very fervent here in the third row. Many in the churches of Smyrna and Philadelphia were thrown in prison. It's like Rodney Howard Brown was. Arthur Pulaski, we've got him scheduled to be here in April. He's currently in prison. Still there. They finally let out the leader of the trucker convoy. She's out. But Arthur Pulaski's still there. What was his violation? Mischief. That's his charge, mischief for conducting a church service at the trucker rally. He's languishing in prison. That's what should happen. You should be a Christian. You stand. If that means you go to prison, you go to prison. If it means God ordained martyrdom, that's what it means. This is not light and airy, friendship, food, fellowship, and fun. I love you, I love you, I love you. You hang up, no you hang up. That's not Christianity. It's not. That's why most people will walk away. Because when they're actually faced, boom, with real Christianity, oh wait, I didn't know about that, I'm out. They won't, they won't even think about it. Give me that, where, where, where do I get the mark, where do I get it? They will knock, they're talking about not trying to save grandma. The very same people trying to save grandma with their lockdowns and masks and vaccines will knock grandma out of the way to get their mark on their right hand or on their forehead. They will. Because they're not founded in the word. Their Christianity is a fraud based on humanistic love you know, you don't tell the homosexual they're going to hell. I know some really nice homosexuals. Where's the, what's that got to do with the Bible? I, I know they're nice. I get it. I know some very, very nice people. They're, both of them are represented in my neighborhood. There's a couple that lives together that's not married, that's hetero, and a couple that obviously isn't married, that's homosexual, living together. I get it. Very nice people. I actually walk with them. Me. Tommy said it the other day. He goes, I can't believe you're actually out there walking. How does that work? I don't say anything. They don't want to know. They know who I am. They all know who I am. We're out there walking. We got our dogs. Everybody's got dogs. We talk about houses and the economy, whatever, nothing. We know. 
They're not asking me, hey, Tom, you know, what do you think about gay sex? <laughs> they aren't asking. So I don't say nothing. Y'all of you probably think, I just can't wait to get in there and go, hey, you know what? Greg, Dave, I just want to tell you something. You're both going to burn in hell for all of eternity. <laughs> now, if they ask me, you think I'm going to hesitate? Boom, pull the trigger. <laughs> but I see what, what you're supposed to do is pray to be active in sharing your faith. God will open the door. God will open the door. It's very simple. That's how it goes. But if he does open the door, They'll get the word of God. I'm not going to scream and yell at them. I'll use Bible verses and try to win them to the Lord. That's it. Matthew, back to Matthew, 25, 7 through 9, 11 minutes to go. Everybody good? Are you sure you're good now? This, this, this is a really good crowd. I'm watching you guys all throughout this thing, especially focus on the back because I feel bad for you guys. May you probably may like the back. I'm a front guy myself, but you may like the back, so I'm focusing. You guys are locked in. I appreciate that. Everybody. Back to Matthew 25, 7 through 9. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Again, real quickly, what are the unwise missing? The word of God. The word of God. 1 John chapter 1, 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with us, see, everyone likes that one. Amen. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. But they don't ever read the next verse. It's like that everywhere. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You don't read the entire first part of it. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. You know it's just as dark as homosexual sin False love, just as dark, leads just as many, listen, I'm gonna tell you something. This is gonna be a little crude. More people, you think about it. Who's gonna be, what, what would be more alluring? Homosexuality or false love? Which one wins more people to Satan? Darn right, it's not close. Homosexual community makes up far less than 10% of our culture. It's like 1%. But how many Christians and how many people will go straight to hell for all of eternity? And they were like, I was a loving person. You know what? Don't have sex until you're in love. Right? How many people will go to hell for that reason? So which one's worse? There's no way to judge for us, God knows. But which one's worse? If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we claim Christianity, but our lifestyle does not match the word of God. 
If that is the case, we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live in the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, what does that mean to walk in the light? It, oh, it just means, you know, like the movie Ghost. It's Patrick Swayze. Remember that? Demi Moore. You walk in the light. They were living together. Both of them would die and go straight to hell. Those demons that collected everybody else would have collected them too, however. But they were nice. They were the nice people serving at the art church, at the door, leading a hub group because they're nice. And you don't tell people like that that they're sinning and go straight to hell because they're nice. That's not the Bible. And they will face a judgmental God. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Jesus is the judge. Jesus is taught, is actually taught from pulpits as being liberal and accommodating and tolerant. He's the righteous judge. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, but to those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. All the same, all the same chapter, John chapter 5, 22, 23, 28, and 29. That's the real gospel. I don't want anybody to be able to say to me, because if we're gonna be able to see the people burning in hell, I don't want them looking up at me and saying, Tom, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I'll be able to say I did. I did, and I still love you. I still love them. Matthew 6, 23, I'll close with this. The verse I've already used three or four times. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Just because it, it's just like right now, just because a politician or a world leader has United States in front of them doesn't mean they're not a bold-faced demonic liar. The Ukraine's a bunch of liars, true. The Russia's a whole bunch of liars. They're a bunch of WEF actors. That's who they are, and so's the United States. The United States was founded in righteousness with a, great, with a great constitution, declaration of independence and bill of rights. Those things are solid. But the people who are running the United States right now are fully demonic. You have to know these things. Don't live in the darkness. Everybody thinks this first, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. It's about, look, about not looking at the wrong things. It's not what it's about. That's, that's Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. That's what you look at and guard. That's, it's all valid. However, this verse is about perception, how you see things. But if, the, but if your eye is bad, how you see things is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, therefore, how you see things is darkness, how great is, this, is, how great is that darkness? Finishing with this, Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Here they are, the seven churches. Revelation chapter two, verse five. I'm gonna do this quickly. Ephesus is the loveless church. Remember therefore, what does Jesus say to them? Jesus speaking. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. Remember what we are talking about. We'll finish this next week. 
but we are talking about the, t- the parable of the 10 virgins with their golden lampstands. So what does Jesus say to the loveless church? Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Revelation 2.16, Pergamos, the compromising church. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. And these are the soft responses. Worship team, make your way. Those are the soft two responses. Let me give you the final three in closing. Revelation 2, 20 through 23. Thyra, Tyra, the corrupt church. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Tom, what does that have to do with the modern church? Do you even need to ask that question? The modern church is no longer even addressing sexual immorality and no longer is even calling it sin. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed. That's not my Jesus. Then your Jesus is not the Bible. If that doesn't sit well with you, you need to make a decision. You either need to go back to the world or choose the real Jesus. Here he is. Here he is. You may not like him, but that doesn't matter either. This is why the Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and save us such as be of a contrite spirit. If you're someone like me, I go, you know what? It's the word. It's over. If the word tells me I'm wrong, then here comes those three words. I am wrong. Will you do that? See how quiet it is in here? Just do it. I urge you, I urge you, look at me. I urge you, make that sort of lifestyle commitment. Whatever the word says is yes, is yes for me. Whatever the word says no is no for me. And the, and the spirit will reflect the word. Indeed, I cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death. How dare you say that Jesus whips people? People are gonna be stunned on the day of judgment when they see who Jesus really is in comparison to what they've been preached their entire lives and what they believe their entire lives. I hope they make it to heaven. I will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts and I will give to each one according to your works. Revelation 3.3, Sardis, the dead church. Still got one minute to go, I'm still in the pocket. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard and hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Remember Matthew 25, 6. And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. And they weren't ready. These are people with lampstands in their hands. Their lamps are in their hands. 
The parable of the sower, I mean the parable of the 10 virgins is not about lost versus found. It's about found people not being ready. They wouldn't have the lamp in their hand if they weren't saved. And God warns here, Jesus warns in the second and third chapter of the book of Revelation, if you are not standing in the word, he'll take your lamp out of your hand. Correlates directly with Matthew 25, the parable of the 10 virgins. Last one. Revelation 3.15 through 19. I know your works. This is it. We're done. That you are neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I ask you this this morning. Have you stopped sinning? See, I'm done. We're heading to the altar call right now. There may only be one person in here, maybe 50. I don't know. But I ask you this question. Have you stopped sinning? have you. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.